Chapter thirty nine of Carpenter's Geographical Reader Africa by Frank G. Carpenter. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Betty B. Zanzibar. The Sultan of Zanzibar once controlled all the territory now belonging to German East Africa. He lived on the island of Zanzibar, which lies about twenty five miles off the coast, opposite Bagamoyo, and from there, in a rude way, through their chiefs governed the tribes of the mainland the sultan had close relations with great britain and it may be that the british thought that these territories would some day belong to them in eighteen eighty five however several germans disguised as mechanics made their way through the country and called upon the various chiefs they made treaties with them on the behalf of germany to come under its protection and in time the germans forced the sultan to give up this territory to them zanzibar island itself still belongs to the sultan but it is under the protection of great britain the sultan is an arab he is the descendant of chiefs who sailed from arabia centuries ago and conquered a great part of eastern africa they once controlled all the coastlands from cape guardafui to mozambique and their power was felt as far inland as lake tanganyika they established their capital on the island of zanzibar and carried on an extensive trade in slaves and ivory which were brought across the country in caravans to bagamoyo and thence by boat to zanzibar to be shipped to europe and asia the slaves carried the ivory on their heads to the sea-coast and at zanzibar both slaves and ivory were sold at the same time goods of many kinds were shipped to zanzibar to be taken over to the mainland for trade with the natives people from india arabia and europe settled here to engage in business and therefrom grew up this city which is now the largest along the eastern coast of africa it contains hindu traders mohammedan arabs and many thousands of blacks who have come from the mainland of africa to work and trade we visit zanzibar from dar es salaam before beginning our exploration of the lands farther south a great german steamship on its way north carries us from one port to the other we can see zanzibar long before we get to it it is a low coral island covered with green along the shores are coconut and mango trees with the towers and minarets of mosques rising above them and with wooded hills in the rear nearer still facing the harbor are the great white buildings of the city and also the palace of the sultan an immense structure with verandas to each of its three stories and with many windows reaching to the floor we land and make our way on foot through the streets they are too narrow for carriages or horses some are not more than four feet wide and we are often crowded to the walls by porters carrying great loads on their backs or heads the streets are crooked and we wind our way passing through the strangest crowds we have yet seen there are dark-faced men in long gowns wearing turbans parsee merchants from india with their coats buttoned up to their necks and hats like inverted coal scuttles there are black coolie girls with gold buttons in their noses and hindu girls loaded with jewelry there are many half-naked natives from the mainland doing all sorts of work and the black soldiers of the sultan in uniform we also meet englishmen and germans frenchmen and italians and now and then an american later on we go to the mosques to watch the mohammedans 
at their prayers and then visit the hindu temples and the english churches on wednesday afternoon we hear the sultan's band play and accompanied by the american consul are received by his majesty and taken over his palaces during our stay we take horses and ride out through the island over roads lined with coconut palms zanzibar is not large but it is so fertile that it looks like a garden it produces tropical fruits coconuts in large quantities and it has so many clove trees that it may be called the most spicy of all the world's islands it is estimated that four-fifths of all the cloves used are grown in zanzibar such exports sometimes amounting to ten million pounds in one year clove trees are set out in orchards and cultivated they grow to be thirty or forty feet high and begin to bear blossoms at about six years the blossoms which are bright red in color form the cloves of commerce they are picked when full-blown and are cured by smoke from slow wood fires while smoking they turn to the color of the cloves of our grocery stores after drying they are packed up ready for shipment abroad we see bags of cloves on the zanzibar wharves and are told that they are destined for the united states perhaps we ourselves may eat some of them in our pickles next year End of chapter 39